0: Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek and welcome to episode three, four, six of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, oh, that healthy lifestyle, especially after the age of 40, you know, when everything heads south, yeah, that, that time of life, especially if you are a woman. We have a terrific show coming up, and before we begin, just know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com, and here's your First reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I'm just sitting here waiting for your feedback. That's correct. I wanna hear from you. All right, it's time for Her.
1: Her, the podcast.
0: The naked truth about women.
1: Her mind, her body, her life. It's all about Her.
0: So have you ever just met someone who's just sort of totally cool? Um, within your own spectrum of craziness. I'm a physician. I'm on the board of directors of the American College of Sports Medicine. I'm all about healthy lifestyle and fitness. And I met a while back Dr. Vonda Wright. And Vonda just absolutely blew me away because of her background and her passion for making certain that women especially took good care of themselves as, as, as it related to physical activity um, at that time. And of course, her books basically speak to that. And so uh, I wanted to get Vonda back again to be able to discuss what she's been shenanigans she's been up to um, with all of her incredible work. You know, she's a double-boarded, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon That's right, a woman, orthopedic surgeon. I want you to think about that. With subspecialty certification in sports medicine. There's the sports connection. And she's an internationally recognized authority on active aging. Active means get off your ass and stay active. Aging and mobility harnessing innovative technology to provide integrative patient-centered orthopedic sports surgery and wellness programming Vonda welcome to the her podcast
1: <laughs> I am so thrilled that you are having me today we have a lot to talk about
0: I know let's just catch up okay all, all of you listeners of the her podcast just sit down grab a cup of coffee we're all just gonna hang out here so what you've been up to I, I see the new website and and you're you've got all kinds of you know stuff you know new communities tell me what's going on
1: so, you know what, your listeners oh, don't know this, but I met you um, quite a few years ago when we were both associated, you were really the the key person, but I was um, doing some work for the Moore Marathon, which is a marathon that used to go on and still does in some form in New York for women. But you know what, the reason I love you and your work is that we are so passionate about harnessing mobility as medicine and really uh, empowering whoever will listen to us that the way I like to say it is that we can be healthy, vital, active, joyful from the minute of our birth to the very last minute of our life if we just exercise some of the control we have through lifestyle. And so, after I first spoke with you, you know, I was at the University of Pittsburgh and I did a series, almost a decade long work, really per- disproving the myth that sometimes we buy into in society that aging has to be this decline from vitality of youth to frailty, and that it's, you know, we have to run away from the experience we get and the price of experience is aging. And so as I have aged myself personally and done the research that really shows that we can maintain our bone density, our lean muscle mass, our brain function, our performance. One of the studies I did is fascinating. It showed that we really do not slow down until our mid-70s if we invest every day in our mobility. And I know that's, a you know, mobility is really important as the, uh, the board you sit on. And I know you're a big a big, you created exercises medicine, right? So all these things point to a future that is more amazing than the myth uh, culture tells us, that you just have to get old. And we will get chronologically old, but we have so much goodness yet to live. So I've been doing research, I've been practicing orthopedic surgery, but also really building communities of women because when I started doing it, women didn't understand their power quite as much. You know, we're rising now. It's an amazing time to be a woman of any age. But at the time that I started it, women were surprised when I said things like, women control 80% of all uh, the healthcare decisions in this country for ourselves and everyone we touch. But it's the truth. We can really help so many people, including ourselves. So that's a very enthusiastic way to say, I've been doing a lot of work since I met you.
0: Holy moly, I'm exhausted. Just a moment. I just need to sit down and just, you know, (laughs) absorb all of this, crying out loud. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, I know this is it just wipe the shock off your face, everyone out there. But both Dr. Vonda Wright and Dr. Pam Peak have both been aging you know, over time. And you're aging and what? I'm aging right now as <laughs> yes. we speak. And, and you know, the issue is is to optimize that aging. That's why I really resonated with what you were saying because you and I were so aligned. Um, we were two of the pioneers of saying, "Women, get up, move, um, lift weights, stay—you know—physically active." For crying out loud, you need that foundation. You know, to your point about the age of um, seventy, which is really quite fascinating. Um so much of what people call no uh, you know it's it's just another aging thing that's happening about my body you know the mass majority of what people are calling um the the symptoms of aging are actually the symptoms of disuse um meaning oh you're not gosh. using your body right and so you know uh-huh the only thing that really happens physiologically after the age of 70 and you know this um, as well as i do is that you start dropping some muscle mass and that's normal that happens um and and that's all right uh it's just part of an aging process and we've we've seen this in the literature forever however however to your point vonda if you start at a higher level then whatever you drop, which is not gonna be huge by any means, but whatever you do drop, just age-related, will certainly not impair you. Um, Because you know and I know that it's frailty that we want to avoid at all costs, because once you're frail, there's no coming back. So what are you telling women about taking care of that physical activity part in their body?
1: Well, and I'm glad you pointed it out like that because I know your work has been focused a lot on the metabolic side of um, aging and my work focused on, you know, I'm an orthopod, bones and muscles and stuff. But the what I help women now, because I think doing this, I've tried everything to motivate people. And whether I'm out there working out with them and, you know, you've always said you're the doc that that walks the talk and you're, you know, so I I took that example from you and I'm out there trying to exercise with people or I'm shaking my finger at them or I've tried everything to motivate them. So what I do now is I just boil it down. And if, if they, if they're just getting off the couch for the first time, I used to start by helping them do aerobic exercise. But you know what I do now? If I choose one thing for them, that's going to make a huge difference. We teach them how to lift weights and to, to, Yay! Reach, yes, okay. right? Oh lift heavy, my God. More lean muscle yeah, mass, man. Right. If I can only get you to do one thing, it's going to be lean muscle mass. Yeah, and you
0: don't need to, you know, like uh, join some expensive gym or something. I mean, so much of this can be done. And Lord knows we learned this during COVID um, pandemic. Um, You know, you could use this by having very simple, straightforward equipment at home that, you know, doesn't mean you have to uh, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on crazy stuff. Um, A little aerobic equipment, but definitely, um, you know, quite frankly, I'm a kettlebell queen. I love my bells, those kettlebells real easy way to be able to get the point across for you know you you know really working out the entire body what do you like to use
1: well you know what I also love free weights I am not a machine person because you know as an orho I'm gonna t- I always tell people that our bodies do not work our muscle groups in a stationary sitting there with a leg press way I love kettlebells I love free weights I love Carrying around free weights because that engages our butt, our core. It has it engages our the tiny muscles that help us remain stable in upright position. Because you know your listeners may have heard it many times before, not know, but it's very important to me that as we age and we lose our lean muscle mass or we're not able to maintain uh, our neuromuscular um, connections that enrich balance, it is not uncommon. For my patients to have come in having fallen from a standing position, it's not like they fell off a roof. They're just standing there. But they're frail and they're weak. And when they do that, they break their hips. And 50% of the time when you fall and break your hip, you do not return to pre-fall function. And here's a startling statistic, but 30% of people die in the first year. So I always say, not on this orthopod's watch, We need you to lift lean, lift weights, free weights, preferably kettlebells, to maintain your lean muscle mass, which is not only great for your strength, but all the metabolic reasons that you've always talked about, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And here's another one. I mean, I, I just love to get through all these. Um, I use uh, uh, the rubber tubing, and I like the ones with oh, the yeah. handle. And, oh, my God, yeah. I mean, they weigh, like, what, like, four ounces or something, if that? And,
1: and you I, can put it in your purse or suitcase anywhere you go. Everywhere.
0: Right? absolutely and there's no excuse and many times you know (laughs) i'll be at my damn uh versa desk which goes up and down and you know i'm standing (laughs) or i'm sitting and i've got a balance board below me to help me you know continue to activate Mm -hmm. my leg muscles and stuff but sometimes i just you know i have a moment like five minutes between you know those google meets or zooms or something and i'll just uh grab those uh you know rubber um, tubing and just let it rip. And it could be something as simple as doing a little triceps, a little biceps, um, anything I want to do um, to make myself feel as though, hey, I'm I'm actually stretching and moving my body as well as strengthening it too. There are a lot of creative ways to do this. I've done it in front of the, you know, television and this and that. And um, it just so important to stay active because here's another news flash after the age of 50 right um and especially 60 and clearly in an order of magnitude every decade after that it is so easy to lose that muscle mass if you don't use it you lose it i mean it just disappears i think a lot of people you know, think that, oh, heck, you know, um, I haven't worked out for six months. Ah, you know, I'm fine. You know, I'll I'll get it back like when I was 20. Yeah, fantasy land. That ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't happening. Oh, my God. And I think people learn that from COVID as well. When you couldn't access a gym, you didn't really have the right stuff at home. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're horrified. And you know, the average weight gain during COVID on the part of someone who was, and I quote, just, I I hate using that word, just overweight, which means like, you know, you're over 20 to 30 pounds, was 29 pounds. I'll do it again, 29 pounds. Oh, wow. if you were wow. already obese if you were already obese meaning you have at least 50 extra pounds on board your weight gain hold on to your bra straps here it goes was 50 pounds so i didn't wow. first believe that i thought that's crazy man and then i started traveling um uh for my for my work uh, right after July 4th, you know, right around that time. So this is when things were starting to open up a little bit more. I sat in the airport. I looked around. I was horrified. Unbelievable that that this was going on. I was horrified. My heart broke because that's just so hard to you know, shoulder that kind of burden and then to really get that far away from optimal health and well-being. And I hope to God that everyone out there is trying to do everything they can to regroup, circle back, you know, and, and reset, um, because I think everyone suffered in more ways I'll ever know from this pandemic. But,
1: you know, does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, you know, it's something that... um, Another reason that I've pivoted from pure, pure, oh, go out and let's move to lean muscle mass. And, you know, people also want to talk about um, smart nutrition. Well, when people ask me, okay, okay, don't tell me where to start with mobility because I need to start even further back. I now start, Pam, by talking about food. And it relates to what you just said because it is impossible for the average person to out-exercise food. Because here's the example I always give my patients. Three Girl Scout cookies. I love Girl Scout cookies. Three thin mints is 180 calories. So for the average person, that is two miles of walking or running. It is hard. And so what do we mindlessly eat, especially during COVID, right? We all became sourdough experts. And it's no wonder we all gained weight. But it is impossible to out-exercise food intake unless you're an elite athlete. So for me and my patients, I now start with being smarter about what we put in our bodies as we're then trying to build lean muscle mass because it just doesn't work for my people to start with aerobic exercise and then address diet. Have, what is your experience? I mean, I know you're an expert in in metabolism.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, Vonda, what they found is the following, and you're so absolutely spot on. What we found is that you cannot outrun your fork, and <laughs> and to your end, and you just can't. And and so I constantly. How many of you guys out there, seriously, in the her podcast land, you go to the gym. You know, for those who are still doing that, so you go to the gym and you see the same person all the time, and they're either you know overweight or obese. And they're, they're really trying to work out and doing their thing. But month after month after month after month, maybe even year after year, they look the same. They don't look like they're getting anywhere. Well, that's because in the back of their mind, I worked out, ergo, I can eat anything I want to eat. Okay, myth number one, <laughs> it's not right, happening. Right. <laughs> you No, no, no. Actually, what we learn in nutrition science is that the mass majority of weight um, you know, weight per se, the excess weight is removed through nutrition. And what physical activity does is it puts the period at the end of the sentence. And mm-hmm. so what it does is it makes whatever you've removed, um, sustained. So you know, you, you remove 25 pounds. Now by adding physical activity, you're going to be able to maintain that. And that's how you do it. But to think it was the reverse that, oh, I'm going to lose all this weight by, you know, uh, doing physical activity. It's not the way it works. And as you age, especially after the age of 50, you really see that in action because you could work out till the cows come home and you are not going to see anywhere near the kind of um, results you'll see if you just learn to be able to put a lid on it here, and uh, with the nutrition, and and really revert to whole foods, mm-hmm. not the ultra processed slop out there, um, <sighs> and then pick up a, a routine physical activity program. I mean, right. you know, it in your own pro in your own patients, are are you seeing you know women who are getting this message or is it still hard?
1: Well, you know what? I think that, uh, lots of people come, uh, wanting bless their hearts, a simple way out. And there is no way to age well without being conscious of it. Right. So I think, I think, you know, many, many, many people just let aging happen to them. But I always want people to be purposeful. I want them to think about how they're taking care of themselves not out of fear, though, right? So we, so it's about how you want to feel today. So when, when you think about natural foods are not fluorescent, I'm going to eat all the macros, lots of protein at every meal. I'm going to have complex carbs. We're going to have healthy fats. And then on top of that, we're putting the period at the end. I guarantee you, ladies listening, because I've been through – cycles of this myself. I'm a normal person just like you. I just happen to, you know, think about this all the time. You are going to feel so amazing within a few days of really focusing on whole foods, on building lean muscle mass that you're like, oh my God. I mean, it's not a future tense thing. I think people sometimes lose track that it's not about only 20 years. It's about how you're going to feel today. And so that's where I've come when I'm trying to motivate people. It's I've stopped trying to talk about 20 years from now and talk about today and tomorrow and how amazing you're going to feel because in my own personal life, I can attest to when I have cut out the simple carbs, when I eat more complex macros, protein at every meal, and then I put the period on the end by free weights or I'm out briskly walking in a social situation where it's feeding my mind, my body and my spirit. I feel so much more amazing. I don't want to go back. And I, you know, it it, it just it just points me towards the future direction of I am not afraid of aging. Aging is the most natural thing we ever do from the minute of conception to the minute of our death. But what we must do is not be anti-aging, but how do we squeeze the life out of life? And so by being conscious of what goes in our mouth, because I love that you just said you can't outrun your fork. It's so true. And then using mobility as a way to just augment that conscientiousness, I guarantee you people, you are going to feel amazing today. Your brain is going to be less foggy. Um, And, You can pivot from fearing aging to I'm just going to live more every day. And it's an attitude change too um, that's so important in my opinion. So
0: how are you reaching out to people? Um, What are you doing in your own um, professional career now um, as Dr. Vonda Wright? So what are you doing out there?
1: Yeah, as orthopedic surgeon, yeah. So, um, for many years, and when I met you, I was at the University of Pittsburgh, and in that role, I was a builder of businesses within businesses, so I did that for University of Pittsburgh. I did it for a large hospital in Atlanta, but I have just moved to the most fascinating place on earth. Well, that's maybe hyperbole, but I'm now in a part of Orlando called Lake Nona, which is an innovative medical city built for wellness. There was a developer um that bought about 17 square miles of cow pasture. And over the last 10 years, they have built a community designed for wellness. And and wellness has to be designed in this, some communities, broad streets, sidewalks everywhere. My office is actually in a performance center where I'm surrounded by gym equipment and um exercise physiologist so that we can really provide comprehensive musculoskeletal and lifestyle integrative care. So that's why I use all those adjectives in the bio you read. It's because it's really integrative. Bonda Wright, as an orthopedic surgeon, is not just going to offer you surgery. I'm going to offer you sports nutrition. I'm going to offer you, in fact, today, right before I talked to you, I had my VO2 tested and next week I'm going to come back and have my body mass and these are all things we offer to people harnessing the potential we have in a conscientious way so it's a really exciting place to be um, Lake Nona Florida I hope everybody comes down and visits us to really get a handle on how do I live more every day how do I make the most out of the time I have um, so that's what I'm doing and so uh Outside of that, I have this podcast called Hot for Your Health, where I interview fascinating lifestyle people and uh, scientists. Hello,
0: and hello. I know,
1: like you. I can't <laughs> believe I haven't had you on. I'm going to have to have you on. Well, my, it's not as big as her by any stand, but I, it's fascinating. And then, you know, I have a, I'm have writing this book, which is a little out of genre for me. And maybe it's because I've gotten an old enough to be self-reflective. But all my books have been about well-being and, and fitness, but this one is called Behind the Mask. And it is Behind the Mask, Lessons Learned on the Road to Success. But I'm putting this little parentheses in there, imperfect success, because, you know, I don't know about you, but I have learned so much during my career about negotiation and confidence and how to help people. And so I'm writing this book, Behind the Mask, because I'm, it's kind of like, you know, in this time we've been all been wearing masks, but my whole career I wear a mask, so I'm taking off the mask and I'm teaching people, you know, this is what I learned about imposter syndrome, being one of only 3% women in orthopedic surgery. Here's what I learned about negotiating, that you have to ask what you want for and step boldly into the arena because no one is going to tap you on the shoulder and worker bees get nowhere, right? All these lessons I've learned. Uh, behind the mask. So that's some of the things I'm up to in addition to taking care of people. I love it.
0: This is so fantastic. Seriously, Vonda. <laughs> well, you know, I take it if I add up the years, I think you're over 50, right? So, right? Is that good? I am turning 55 in February. Damn, girl. I'm proud to
1: say it, yeah. Hell yeah. So
0: (laughs) I'll see you on the other side of menopause. And Mm. uh, (laughs) oh, my God. Um, That's so cool um i really applaud you you know we're all yeah. in this uh, waxing philosophical phase now where we're all sitting back and saying damn you know like <laughs> hey, could i give you an earful and i think that you know uh research right. shows that after the age of 50 you know you just plain become more kick-ass it's like you don't know, like what i say there's the exit um whereas when you're younger and beginning yep. to just proving yourself and who you are and what's going on. It's it's more about, you know, my gosh, what are they gonna think? What are they gonna say? After the age of mm-hmm. 50, it's like, screw, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm gonna do what I need to do. If that doesn't work for you, exit, right? Um, and that's why I like it. Right. You just become right. more kick-ass, badass. and I see a lot of that going on, um, which is uh, really exciting, uh, to say the least. So uh, when did the book come out?
1: Well, I'm hoping to have it in mid-22. So, you know, i got to tell you, Pam, I know you've written a lot. This has been the hardest book for me to write because I'm like a fact book or telling people, you know, this is how I treat my patients. The self-reflection is not easy. So, you know, all these stories I want to tell, um, it's, it, this has been the hardest book and because, you know, ladies, if you're out there self-reflecting, it's work worth doing, but it's hard work. But you know, I agree with you. It's making me more kick ass than ever. And and you know, take a number if you don't like what I do because I have I have nothing to prove anymore. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I applaud your attitude because it's you know it's, it's what I live. I mean, you of know, course. we're now at a point you and I in our careers, whereas physicians. Um, you know, we've, we've fulfilled a lot of roles as the first woman doctor mm-hmm. who and then fill in the blank and, mm-hmm. and there's just a laundry list for both of us um, and now we're at a point where we're like okay um, all these yeah you, you know has it happened to you now I have a ton of mentees I have these people coming uh, out of the woodwork yeah. saying mm-hmm. can you mentor me and can you mm-hmm. you know give me a little bit of that those lessons in kick assness and and all the right what's been going on with you?
1: Well, you know what, it's exactly the same thing. And I'm so honored that, you know, I'm meeting someone after this call, actually, a woman are interested in surgery and things that I now take for granted. I find that women coming up, um, I don't know why I would think they would have figured it out because I didn't figure it out until I experienced it. So it's such an honor to mentor them. and, And not only mentor, but I talk about Every successful person, you know, it's a privilege to have mentors, but I have had the benefit of some sponsors where not only do they teach, mentors teach me things, but sponsors put me up for stuff. You know, if there's a position available or, or an opportunity, they're like, oh, Vonda Wright needs to do that. And I've been really fortunate to have a couple champions who, a champion will risk their own reputation and say, if you don't, have Vonda Wright do this for you, then you're making the wrong decision. And so I think successful people and people, you know, younger people trying to come up need all three types of help. They need mentors to teach them. They need sponsors to promote them. And they need champions to say, this is the only choice you should make for this position, for instance. Um, and and so I play all of those roles for younger people coming up. And and it's been a thrill of my career to always have either a research assistant or an intern working with me for a short period of time because they have they then all progress and I count their success as my success, right, as as these people progress through their careers, whether they're, frankly, young doctors or even in my last job, every one of my athletic trainers or the uh, the the PCP that worked with me, we just planned the succession of their career from, you know, the first few months we were working together. And then I just made sure I used my ability as a mentor, a champion, a sponsor to progress them. And even though I've left Atlanta, they have all progressed. And I think that's our role, Pam, right? I mean, we're the seasoned ones now, right? If we can't pull people up with us, then uh, I don't think our job is done.
0: You know, I thrive when I'm able, when when I say to myself, "I was a piece of this other person's journey that helped them succeed. that's that's the greatest gift to me. When I wake up in the morning, I go, "How can I help the people in my life, um, and even new people, um, thrive? how do How do I do that? And you know, you and I now have so many contacts touch points we know enough people we know enough to be dangerous and we have we we have all that information and you know why not help open a door for someone and and save them the trouble of having to you know go through the blood sweat and tears we did they're going to have their own blood sweat and tears but you know I also have to tell you one other thing you tell me if this is true for you I'm glad I grew up when I did and I entered medicine when I did. Um, it was at a time when I really feel like it was uh, more of a true art form. Um, we didn't have a lot of the, you know, nowadays it's just basically you look at someone and you order an MRI and you're like, wait a minute, you didn't even do a damn physical. Um, it's like, let's just get the the metrics, the numbers, all the rest of it. How, how about that? How about that human being in front of you? Um, how about what happened to the art of learning how to, you know, honor, um, and be there for that person and, uh, everything's become so mechanized and, and just so sterile. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I have lots of opinions about this and even personal experience, but, and I'm not trying to. Uh, rake other physicians over the cold. but I think what I'm about to say contributes significantly to the fact that 40% of all young doctors leave medicine after six years because they're burnt out. And here's what I'm about to say: My parents are 84 years old, and uh, last year during COVID, were sick a few times. They never got COVID, thankfully, but other body systems. And so, um, when my mother was in the hospital, I just, you know, it is. I'm the control freak. I live in the hospital with them. I sleep in the lounge chair. I had a doctor say to me, because I hadn't seen the doctor that day, and I know I didn't miss him because I was there. And that doctor said to me, well, you know, all I really need to do is look at numbers in the computer, and I pretty much know what to do. And I almost frigging fell down, because you cannot tell from a computer that my mother had three-plus pitting edema, blah, 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 right? But here's the deal. So I agree with you. Lost is the, I feel bad for young doctors who don't get to really understand their patients and have personal relationships and you be the person. Every person I take care of now and goes to surgery gets my cell phone number. And I realize some people will say, oh, you have no boundaries. Well, I do because patients do not abuse that, but they value knowing that someone is taking care of them. But I think it's that loss of personal touch that contributes to this high rate of talented, caring people becoming so disillusioned that they quit medicine. And I'm not kidding. That is the statistic. 35 to 40% of all young doctors leave their profession in six years, and that is not helping their current patients. It is not helping them individually, nor is it helping the the country with the shortage of doctors out there So I think that's another part of the health system that I feel really desperate to understand and fix because it's not good for the country, right?
0: Well, you know, and then then they walk away with, uh, you know, uh, $300,000 in student debt
1: um, debt.
0: from all that training, and then it just went right to the, you know, right down the pot. Um, I, I I just want everyone out there on the Herb podcast to know, here you are having this rare opportunity to listen to two women doctors, um, seasoned veterans, as we love to say. Um, (laughs) That's An orthopedic surgeon and an internist sports medicine specialist. And, you know, really talk about what's going on out there. We happen to love you. We happen to go out of our way to, you know, uh, be there for you in every way we can, if you're a patient and back and forth. But the system works against you, um to be able to allow you to do this in a big way at a higher level. Um, and that that makes me sad. That's why I said i'm I'm happy I went through when I did because all of those people that I trained with are still doctors. They're still rocking and rolling yeah. and doing their thing.
1: That's you know right.
0: Yeah. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Our contemporaries. All of of them. Yes.
1: They're all still practicing. Mm -hmm, They're they're absolutely
0: correct. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, with some exceptions, maybe they just veered off to do something more corporate or or whatever. But still, you know, they're they're doctors. And now I see these youngins coming through and, and they are becoming so burned out because I think we suck the daylights Uh, out of every single experience and education to show them that this is an art form I remember you know um, when one of my original um, physicians uh, instructors um, gave me um, you know the 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 playbook for how you do this old school he said your job is to go into this room and by doing the appropriate observation and physical examination and honoring that person, you will choose the exact tests that you believe will yield you the highest result and outcome. You will not go in there and just start ordering everything on the planet. One, it's absurd because, you know, I mean, the whole system's going to help because we're spending too much money on on unnecessary testing. And so I, I never forgot that. And for the rest of my, you know, uh, a lot of my frontline medical career, um, that's what I did. I walked in every single person. I made a little bet with myself. Can I get the two or three tests only that will just nail it? That's the art form. How much did you learn by smelling, touching, feeling, you know, just, you know, observing, that type of thing. You don't get that much anymore. And, you know, when you're given eight minutes to see somebody, I mean, how do you do that?
1: Well, there is that. Yeah, there is that, right? So, I mean, you're so aligned with the way I treat people. I always tell my residents and fellows, if you listen long enough, the patient will tell you what's wrong with them right you have to actually listen and and you know 8 minutes is not long so i i realize it's also hard to be a patient right now right so um but i agree with you i you know i could have it's interesting to start a new job at this point and start a new build but you know i thought well maybe i'll just be done maybe i'll just do more of the corporate stuff and get a just do the other things that i love cuz i certainly love a lot of the other things i do but i just decided that i still need to take care of people in the way that I always have. And so it's so exciting to be here in Lake Nona at the Lake Nona Performance Center, because this is a, a community that loves wellness. They want to know everything about all the things we've talked about, what to eat, how to move, how to maximize performance and minimize injury. And, you know, and I never stop talking about Living an ageless life, and how we're not defined by the number of candles that we have on our cake. And I got to tell you, Pam, I've got so many now that burned out my. Uh, kitchen. I know
0: we got but, forest fires going uh, on in
1: my house. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't feel on an average day when I have not eaten a lot of uh, simple sugars, so I'm not inflamed. In fact, I that is the main reason I don't eat simple sugars. I don't like being inflamed. I don't even know what age my body is cuz you know what it it can't be defined but chronologically unless I stop I start ignoring it and I love that ageless feeling and feeling good every day just cuz of the simple choices we've talked about and there are some bad days listen I've already been through menopause and had to make the decision whether hormone replacement was good for me or bad that's another entire podcast cuz I think women in this country are grossly undereducated about what's gonna happen.
0: Oh, yes, I'll just drag you back in here and we're gonna do another podcast on that one. You know what I want? Well, I want everyone out there in the her Podcast land to just run on over to Dr. Vonda Wright's um, website. And that is Dr., that's Dr. Vonda, V as in Victor, O-N-D-A, and then W-R-I-G-H-T.com, Dr. Vonda Wright. And then just have a goosey gander at all of the wonderful, things she has to be able to offer you she's got her blog or podcast and she's also an author of of 3 books and in- the fourth um coming up um and so much more so just run on over learn more about dr vonda wright's marvelous background as a board certified orthopedic surgeon Vonda, we got to do this again and again you're gonna have to become what i love to call so many of my regulars repeat offenders oh, just come on down it would be an honor keep doing it again and <laughs> again all right okay very good so um we need one short word of advice or wisdom from you before we close. Go for it.
1: You know, listeners, her enthusiastic is here's what I want you to know from, and I'm sure Dr. Peak will agree with me, in that no matter what happens, no matter how much advice you get, the most important thing you can do for your health is to remember that you are worth, you are worth, The daily investment in your health, not because somebody else needs you to be healthy, because you have an inherent worth and you are worth the time that it's going to take to make choices that keep you on a healthy track. You're important and you're worth it.
0: Yay. And you count. All right. You simply count. Yay. Thank you so much, Fonda. That was beautiful. Now, everyone out there, please take a minute to hit iTunes and rate and review the show. This could have gone on forever. I mean, just put aside that empty (laughs) coffee cup now and just run on over and hit iTunes, rate and review the show because we love it and especially me because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam PamPeekMD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Please, thanks so much for listening today. Stay safe and stay well.